What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Self-Love Monologues, an ongoing podcast series aimed at studying the different expressions of individual love. Basically, what I'm going to be doing is each week I'll be presenting a unique perspective on the topic of self-love, particularly that painful journey that it takes to get there, because that's exactly what it is. It is a harrowing, mind-fucking journey that involves a lot of pain. All the participants in this podcast have taken a huge leap of faith by making the conscious decision to be vulnerable. Hopefully, their stories will help you remember that your life is a hundred fucking percent yours, which means you're entitled to love yourself completely and unconditionally without having to ask anyone for permission. So let's get into it. Okay, so today we're joined by one of my favorite, favorite kindred spirits, Mary. How you doing, girl? Oh, <laughs> that is such an amazing introduction. I'm doing great. That's good. That's yeah, good. thank you so much for coming to see me and coming to listen to me. Absolutely. And let's have a chat. Absolutely. No, yeah. I think it's the gratitude is more directed towards you for opening yourself up. Yeah. Right? Because this is not... This is not easy. It's, it's not, not easy. So it's, not. it's I, I believe like it's much more right for me to say thank you for inviting me to your beautiful home, your space, mm-hmm. so we can talk about uh, self-love. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> did you want to do a little introduction of yourself to the listeners or anything? You know, <laughs> show up your chops and be like, this is what uh, I do, this is what I'm about. <laughs> yeah, every time I'm asked to talk about myself, I'm always like going back into my cocoon because I don't know what to say. <laughs> my name is Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a lively person. <laughs> I love love. I love people. And I'm so excited that our paths crossed at some point because this was meant to be. And I'm so grateful that you're here Mm -hmm. and yeah, we can, we can have a good conversation. And absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But if you ask me questions about myself, I'll be in a much better <laughs> position to tell you and give you answers as Whoa. opposed to me speaking about myself. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I was just kind of giving you a platform where you can tell, maybe you can talk about uh, where you're from, like, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, from Kenya. Yeah. 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 Africa. Well, I know, right? <laughs> the Black History Month is coming to an end, but I think I've done a lot of, a lot of nice blackness stuff <laughs> that makes me uh, show some appreciation for the month mm-hmm. um i was born and raised in kenya mm-hmm. and then at the age of 23 i just uh grew my wings and decided to leave home and mm-hmm. by leaving home i mean leaving the country because i was already living away from home right right um i left the country i went to germany i lived in germany for three years mm. and I knew that was just a stepping stone for me Ooh. I always wanted to come to Canada Ooh. so uh, in 2012 I decided to move to Canada and that was the best decision I ever made in my life mm-hmm. so now I call myself a Kenyadian I love that though. You you yeah. embrace both parts. Because that's that's exactly. a hard thing to do when you're an yeah. immigrant to come mm-hmm. to a new place and then say I'm both parts. I'm not just yeah. this. Yeah, I'm not just one. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. when I'm watching the Olympics, I sometimes have to be very biased because mm-hmm. if it's the Summer Olympics, I know my people will be running and well, yes, winning bitch. those gold medals. And yes, then when it bitch. comes to the Winter Olympics, my people <laughs> yes, will bitch. be winning those <laughs> those gold medals. So I'm like, yeah, yes, I'm on the winning team. <laughs> I, I like that. No, I like that. Yeah. It's, it's important to do that. I, exactly. I have a hard time with that, but that's yeah. really good that you're just like, this mm-hmm. is me, these are all my parts. Yeah, all those things come with so many, like, advantages at the same time, some disadvantages, because, you know, I'm a lesbian. I am yes, proud girl. and open and out there. Preach girl. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing is, my country, Canada, loves me for who I am, mm. accepts me, takes me, whatever. Mm. But when I look at my other country, Kenya, it's a bit of a battle 
and that's why I prefer to live here as opposed to living back home yeah. in Kenya. Which makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I like how you put yeah. that. Like my Canada loves uh -huh. me for who I really am, yeah. but then I know that my heritage is also from Kenya, so it makes yeah. sense for me too. Mm -hmm. You know, that makes that. I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, girl, um, this is a big question for everybody, right? Um, mm -hmm. What does self-love mean to you, Mary? Um, is it something mm -hmm. that it has been? Yeah. What does it mean to you? Let's start there. What does it mean to you? Self-love is allowing yourself to see yourself in the deepest, in your own truth. Like you see when you're naked in your own home and mm. you go stand in front of the mirror, not just seeing your physical being, but also seeing and accepting your spiritual part and mm. accepting your your full package. Mm. Like you know that, you know, love from within when you can see yourself from inside mm -hmm. and then see yourself again from outside and accept that person and work for that person and work for the needs and wants of that person wow. that is self-love that way you're also able to give to others mm. because it's unless you love yourself even 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 the word of god says mm. love your neighbor as you love thyself mm. So if you're not able to love yourself, you will not be able to love others. Mm -hmm. So it all starts with me. Make yourself available for yourself. Mm -hmm. Make time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Show show yourself. Be be your best critic and your worst critic. Mm -hmm. Like tell yourself things that you need to hear mm -hmm. and the things that you need to know too. Mm -hmm. That is self love. Oh, that's yeah. profound. You you mm -hmm. said a lot of big, mm -hmm. big things in there. Um, I just want to trace back to the beginning when you said seeing yourself inside your truth. Yes. That portion. Yes. What kind of work did you do as a person to get to that place? Because that's not something that's instant. <sighs> if you want to talk oh, about that. My dear, that's, <laughs> that's a daily, a daily work in progress, I'll mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. Because the the things that I do for myself, I meditate, I read, I inspire myself, I put myself in places where I will grow instead of falling. But yeah. also while doing that, I also end up being in places where I did not anticipate failure mm -hmm. or I did not anticipate something bad would happen, mm -hmm. but then they do happen. Mm -hmm. So the way I come out of that is what really reflects on my self is self-love mm -hmm. so my journey has been a long one mm -hmm. i i think for the longest time i lived towards pleasing others and doing for others and this comes sometimes as a problem because urban is like oh mary you're so selfless huh i think i need to be a little bit selfish with mm -hmm. myself sometimes mm -hmm. because i just give 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 and forget about that part of me that also needs mm -hmm. and needs to be given, right? Mm -hmm. So I started this journey of appreciating myself. I would say this was a little bit towards 2015. That is when I realized that I have to take a step back and see myself for who I am mm -hmm. and not just let others see me and ask for me and take from me, mm -hmm. but I have to be selfish. I cut a lot of people out. I made so many enemies out of friends and I lost some family, I lost some friends, I, but I gained new ones at the same time. And during that time, I knew that I was growing. I was growing and I had to allow myself to grow. And honestly, my friend, uh, when you start becoming selfish mm. not so many people want to be around you mm -hmm. but the real ones they're gonna hold you down mm. they'll always be there with you so i started reading more i had this girlfriend at the time and mm -hmm. she used to practice a lot of meditation i was like what is meditation girl me too <laughs> Let's go party. Yes. I don't have time for this. I'm just going to fall, <laughs> fall asleep. Give me a shot. No. Yeah. That's what it takes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> me 
Me too. Mm-hmm. Go on, but continue. But <laughs> I had a very my my the good thing that the only advantage I had is I was a big reader. Mm. I always loved reading mm-hmm. but i used to read a lot of fiction books and mm. not self-motivational books mm-hmm. you'll find like in a pile of three books that i'm reading at the time there'll be no motivation like self-motivational book mm-hmm. self-growth book no yeah. there'll be only novels fiction thriller uh, yeah. whatever so at some point i thought maybe i can deflect these things and change them to to scenarios where i'm gonna help myself first of all i'm gonna start getting books that motivate me. Mm-hmm. So I would get like a self-motivational book and I'll get a novel at the same time. So if I get bored, I would go read the novel a little bit and then go back to the book. And I started developing that culture of reading. And then my girlfriend at the time started teaching me how to meditate. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the hardest thing ever. Walk me through that. Sit down. Calm <laughs> yourself. Breathe. Relax. I know. <laughs> I know that. Hey. Like, like, what? Come put, on. Put start, your like, in the box. <laughs> yeah. Feel your breath. I, I can't. I cannot do this. So it took a lot of, a lot of, I, I stopped drinking at the time. I stopped bad habits, smoking and all that. Mm-hmm. So I tried to, to, to concentrate with these things that she was trying to teach me because yeah. I knew at the end of the day, it was for my own self gain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was for the journey that I was going through at that time. Yeah. And I had been really reckless mm-hmm. because I knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I did not know how. Oof, yeah. So slowly by slowly, I started <laughs> learning how to meditate and it became part of my life. Mm-hmm. So, well, in 2015, I went back home to Kenya, mm-hmm. and this was the first time that I, I had an, I had like a real meeting with my parents, and I was like, hey, you know what? Let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's like, oh, what are you going to bring a husband home? I'm like, nah, there's mm-hmm. never going to be one of those. This woman here, she's going to be the person that I'll marry. Mm-hmm. And all hell broke loose. But I w- that did not break me. It did mm-hmm. not put me down. Mm-hmm. It made me stronger because I had been preparing for that. Mm-hmm. I had taken the journey, the self-love journey to tell myself my happiness does not belong to anybody. Mm. Mm. It belongs wholly to me. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has lived their happiness. Mm. My parents, they've been married for over 30 years. Mm. They've found happiness within each other. My brothers, my sisters, everybody is entitled to their own happiness. And I am not in charge of your happiness. Mm. I'm in charge of my own happiness. And that's what I'm in search of. And if this is what makes me happy, mm. well, I don't need anybody else to tell me otherwise. Mm. So at that point, uh, my statement was very clear. And I think everybody that tried to, to step in between me and my decision, <laughs> they got the, the swatch, <laughs> got mm. slashed out. Like so yeah, yeah, like I I knew, I knew that it wouldn't be easy and it wouldn't be good to cut off everybody. Mm. Sometimes you need these people who are always there because they remind you where you came from and how far you're going. Yeah, Yeah, they remind you why you did not choose the path that they want, Mm. why you chose your own path. So I kept some around and yeah, moved on. And throughout that time, when I met my fiance at the time, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I don't sound like a whore. <laughs> I'm not a whore. I just love to love and love to be loved. Yeah, I was like, I've had a couple of relationships. I'm not young. Yes, you like, 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 I'm not young. You love to love. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But continue. Yeah. <clears throat> 
And you know, when someone says they love to love, you really have to research those people because sometimes they know how to love, but they don't know how to be loved. Mm, yeah. It can take a long time because everybody there, like you have your own way that you, you see love, right? Mm -hmm. And the way yeah. you, you, you perceive love, yes. the way you want love, the yes. way you give love. Absolutely. And everybody's different. Mm -hmm. I am the kind of person who dwells on more than words. Mm -hmm small deeds remember mm -hmm. remember the small things that i tell you about my schedule i wake up at this time in the morning mm -hmm. i work throughout the day these are the hours i work mm -hmm. remember those small things mm -hmm. you don't have to give me flowers uh, i don't need those mm -hmm. I, I don't need presents well once in a while everybody needs a present right yeah i don't remember the last time i had a present man so i don't i don't dwell on those i dwell on the most intimate things that say for example i just come home from a long day i sit down and i am talking to my partner mm -hmm. i want them to ask me hey how was your day yeah how did work go mm -hmm. or don't ask me where were you mm. yeah that that shuts me down yeah because yeah. i expect you to know my schedule yeah if my schedule changes I'll let you know. Yeah. I'm always good at that. Yeah. But my way of showing love is I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I'll buy your presents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's it's different, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's an interesting mm -hmm. juxtaposition that you have that you, yeah. for yourself, you're not necessarily expecting deeds and presents. No. And yet when you express, you do. Yeah, the I one do, exactly. Giving. But yeah. you know what? That's. That's how it should be. Mm -hmm. What you give is what, what is the, yeah. in the spiritual law. What you give is what you get. So yeah. I think, I think it's, it's the perfect way to kind of operate. Exactly. <clears throat> and you, you have to know your person too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, ask them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, going back to self-love. Yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about your fiancé. My ex-fiancé. Ex-fiancé, yeah. Yeah. Well, if... If you wanted to um, kind mm -hmm. of re like revisit, because I, I think it's great that you and I are both Africans that are part of the LGBTQIA community mm -hmm. and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to revisit that conversation that you had with your parents because mm -hmm. that's a hard thing. That's the reason why a lot of Africans in our community, in the in our community, they haven't taken that step to have those conversations with yeah. their loved ones because yeah. they don't know where to start. So yeah. do you want to walk me through literally that day? How, first of all, before, like how your body felt, how your mind, well, you already told me like in your mind, you already made up the decision that you're in charge of your own mm -hmm. happiness. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go through with this no mm -hmm. matter what. And mm -hmm. anybody who said no, mm -hmm. fuck them. Yeah. You made that decision. Yeah. So in your mind, I know how you were working, but mm -hmm. walk me through your body and like, that day like when you were sitting in front of them like what was that like like coming out is not easy yeah yo it's not easy mm -hmm. at all like i knew from way 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 in the beginning i knew that there was no way i was ever gonna come out living anywhere near my parents mm -hmm. or anybody like people that i grew up with because i grew up in the church and I grew up, I went to to high school, boarding schools, where the, the school was a religious school, like a missionary school. And mm -hmm. I know going through all those like demonic castaways, like, yo, <laughs> you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> so I know. And you know what? At some point, it's not African tradition mm -hmm. when I come to think about it. Mm -hmm. It's about religion and society. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> because when I read the African history, there's so many things that allowed us to be who we were then. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we never grew in that era. Mm -hmm. But after the introduction of Christianity and mm -hmm. all these other religions, mm -hmm. that's when the whole thing started. Mm -hmm. So... When you live in a society where everything is about religion, this, religion, that, what will others say, blah, 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 blah. 
it becomes so difficult to even accept yourself. Mm -hmm. So it took me a very long time to actually accept myself for who I am. Mm -hmm. It took mm -hmm. me a long time. Mm -hmm. I started bad habits and I, I don't say, I don't want to say I regret them because if I had not done that, then I would not have pursued my happiness. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I left the country and I went to Germany. And when I started speaking to my brothers and sisters about it my sister my younger sister was like i've always known yeah i've always known <laughs> like we all say that mary is the kind of person who's gonna live with a woman and live as roommates for the rest of their lives but we know they're not just roommates <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't i just can't <laughs> And at that time, my sister was 18 years old <laughs> telling me this. I was like, I'm a slapper bitch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you know how difficult this has been for me? It's so nice I, knew, like I knew I had yeah. one on my team. Yeah. And then when I spoke to my younger brother, he's always on my team. Mm. He was like, I love you no matter Oof. what. Poof, whatever let's not care about them and i knew so now i was here trying to collect my jewelry mm. for in case i was Ooh, <laughs> i like that i like that jewelry i was collecting my jewelry <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh yes. My i was collecting my jewelry within my relatives knowing that if worse comes to worse and i get summoned in the big hearing i would have a couple of people on my side yeah <laughs> so and that took a process of more than five years. Mm -hmm. Talking slowly, my cousin, my favorite cousin, mm -hmm. my aunt. Mm -hmm. I, I was telling individuals that I knew mm -hmm. would be able to love me for who I am. Yeah. And if worse came to worse, they would come and sit down with me and my parents and be there to support both sides. Yes, yes. So in 2015, <clears throat> I was ready because I had a girlfriend that I loved and I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. Yeah. And I had always told my parents, I will never bring anybody home unless I plan to marry them. Mm -hmm. So it was always known that, oh, my sisters will bring their boyfriend, my brothers will bring their girlfriends home. But me, nobody ever knew about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like that. That you you do you play chess? No, no. I wish I did, girl. I wish I, I did. Checkers, checkers. Yeah. yeah. You play checkers. I play. I play both. So in the game of chess, you know, the rook is always sitting right there in the corner. Mm -hmm. But here's the best moves. Like you can go all the way diagonal and horizontal. Yeah. And I I was like that piece because I knew I could run away on yeah. this direction or the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just waiting for for things to happen mm -hmm. and another thing i knew i was never gonna come out unless i was fully independent mm -hmm. and i was capable of supporting my life and mm -hmm. supporting the lives of those that i love that's my family i mean mm -hmm. and i knew to win sometimes you have to give something you have to buy the love of people mm -hmm. it's unfortunate but mm -hmm. sometimes it's like that yeah so the small things that you do they they accumulate i normally say i'm doing this i'm investing in my blessings for the future <laughs> so yeah oh who's cool face okay i'll get that done mm -hmm. let's pay that that's investing mm -hmm. so that when they come to attack me i'm like i'm the same person you know yeah, yeah. so you don't need my gay money but you need that money right yeah let's forget about that Ooh, yeah. yeah let's let's do all with the things the matters at hand mm -hmm. and I'm not going to come out and display things that you don't want to see in front of you. Mm. That's why I had to be independent. Mm -hmm. So at that point I was independent and I had a woman that I loved mm -hmm. and I was ready to bring her home. Mm. So we went home. At first everybody was like, oh, this is Mary's friend. But my brother knew, my sister knew, mm -hmm. my two brothers knew, my two sisters knew, mm -hmm. my aunt knew, my cousin knew. They all knew who she was mm -hmm. and my parents were like hey they loved her immediately like she just was part of the family immediately mm -hmm. even now like even if we were separated she's still part of my family right. like yeah. she's loved and 
and I'm loved by a family too. I, I want to assume. <laughs> so um, we stayed home for a couple of days, then we went to her home and stayed with her parents for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. This was just indirect introduction. Right. And we knew the big day was coming soon when we will do the official introduction. Right. So this one time, I'm sitting with my mom at home and my girlfriend was gone. She had gone back to work. Mm -hmm. And I had this very weird conversation. She was like, so, you know, you're not getting any younger. Do you plan on having kids? My parents never asked me if I, I was planning on getting married ever. Before I left Kenya for Germany, I remember my dad telling me, I was sitting right on a place like this on the couch and my dad was sitting there, my mom was sitting there. And my dad said to me, he calls me mom because I'm named after his mom. Mm -hmm. Like, mom, you know, you never have to get married. Mm -hmm. There's so many divorces in this life anyway. Mm -hmm. If you want, you can become independent, have your kid and live happy. Mm -hmm. I was like, is he seeing through me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. What is yeah, this supposed yeah. to mean? Yeah. So I think at some point they all they knew, mm -hmm. but they did not want to accept, and yeah. they wanted they did not want to jump the gun, and attack me with questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's another topic so, I was going to jump into mm, too about like yeah. what, how what what you expect from parents, giving them credit, etc. But mm. the big day finally comes. The big yeah, day. it did not come. Yeah. It was my mom just jumped into the just, thing. Yeah. I was not even prepared. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were just outside, like basking in the sun, talking, chilling, and she goes like, "Um, so what is this between you and this girl?" I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, can we talk about that on Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> it's not on the schedule today. <laughs> it's not. I'm like, no, 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 because I, mm. I am hearing things and we are sensing things here. Mm. Is this just a mere friendship or what's going on? <clears throat> I'm like, you know, you guys tell me things and. I oh my gosh I was like you know people don't have to be with men in this life mm -hmm. if you're a woman you don't necessarily have to be with a man if you're a man you don't necessarily have to be with a woman and my mom goes like that's gay <laughs> <laughs> no shit <laughs> I swear to God oh my God did she really say that oh my God <laughs> <laughs> that's gay I can't. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sitting here staring at my 50-something-year-old like African that. traditional mom saying, that's gay. I'm like, yo, what have you been listening to? What have you been talking to? I'm like, and then she did not stop there, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, what came after it was the, the shock. Like, mm. She was like, that's not accepted in our country. Mm. Even the president does not allow it. Mm. Even... I just come a few days after Obama visited Kenya. Mm, yeah, that was a big time. And big yeah, and before Obama came to Kenya, there was all these contra like controversies saying that no, you cannot come to Kenya and talk about homosexuality. Mm, and yeah. our president was like, "Oh, that's a non-issue, so mm. let's not talk about that." So my mom was like, "Even the people of the country refuse for Barack Obama to come here and speak about that because mm. we don't accept it." Mm. So I was like, what about you? Mm. She was like, no, I don't accept it either. Um, I'm, I'm, I've raised you in the church. I don't want you to. I'm like, so is your problem me or is your problem what other people will think and mm. say? She was like, you know, people talk a lot. I'm like, mom, you're not answering my question. Mm. Is it you? Does that mean you don't love me anymore? Mm. Or does that mean that you're afraid of what the society will say? Then she goes like, you know, you cannot do that here. Just take your girlfriend and move to Canada. <laughs> mm. And you can live there together, not here. Mm. And I knew, deep down in my mom's heart, she was moaning or crying for me. Mm. She knew that she loves me so much. And mm. she knew that this was what was making me happy. Because mm. I had never brought up topics or relationships ever yeah. before in my life. 
Yeah. And this was the one time that I was making myself very vulnerable and picking her as a friend mm -hmm. to talk about it. And despite the fact that the society was not going to be there mm -hmm. or was not going to love me, I knew my mom was going to love me. Mm -hmm. It was going to be difficult. And, but I knew at the end of the day, she'll still be my mom. I thought she would be the one who would take it the hardest. Mm. But my dad, my best friend, is the one who took it the hardest. Despite what he has said, to kind of give mm. you the impression mm. that he saw through you, he still took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it really affected my dad. And I, my mom, after that conversation, she told me I should not tell my dad. I should not talk to anybody else about it. Mm -hmm. She asked me who knows, and I told her every person that knew. She was like, this who knows? Why did they ever tell mm. me? When did this happen? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, mom, don't make this about you. This is about me. Yeah. So that conversation just ended there and we never talked about it until I came back to Canada. And I remember my mom calling me and telling me, have you changed your mind about this? Have you changed your mind? I'm like, mom, this is not something I made. I chose. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I'm just going to put aside and, and leave. Yeah, sort of lifestyle. And it's, yeah, I did not just wake up one day and decide, ah, now this is how I'm going to live. Mm -hmm. I wish I had, mm -hmm. because then I would be able to leave it. If you guys did not accept me, if I knew that this was going to be this difficult, then I would have just dropped it. Mm. But I knew deep down in myself, I had worked on myself. I had worked on my happiness, and I was not going to let anybody put me down. Not even the people that I love so much in my life. They would have to take a seat in the back seat of my car. Mm. They will not ride with me in the front seat. No. Mm. I would still love them. We'd be in the same vehicle, but they don't have to necessarily sit with me. Because you're in charge of your Because I'm in charge of my own happiness. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> wow. the years that followed were very, very weird. Because mm. my mom and my Experiences, mom started cahooting together, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to to kind of to, to separate, and it was such trying times in our relationship. Mm -hmm. It was such trying times. So much later on, like um, <clears throat> I went. Uh, I remember when my mom was not able to handle that information and she she knew that she was never going to make me change. Mm -hmm. And now the rumors were circulating amongst my family members. My grandmother found out about it. And now my dad came to find out about it and it really broke his heart. Mm -hmm. And he did not speak to me for three months. Mm -hmm. My dad, I used to speak to him every Sunday. He did not speak to me for three months. And I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I had a person that I loved with me, and I always kept reminding myself, these people have already lived their happiness. They are living mm -hmm. in their happiness. Mm -hmm. My happiness does not belong to them. Mm -hmm. I am not going to be their source of happiness. Me being the source of happiness was from the age of zero to 18, mm -hmm. where I would go to school, give them what they want, be a good girl. Mm -hmm. I'm not a bad girl anyways. Mm -hmm. It's just that my decisions in life are now mine. And it's either they come on board and love me and support me. I don't need approval. Mm -hmm. I just need support and love. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah, so wow. last year we went back home again with my fiancé. And at this point, because it had been a topic now, everybody knew. And it's, we were not talking about it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was there. So last year we had like an official <coughs> conversation with the parents yeah. where they were like, so tell us about what's all this. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I knew at that point I had warned them. Mm. They were curious. Mm. They're trying to learn. They're learning. They're yeah. open yeah. to figure it out, to know what and why and when. And so we had a good conversation. And yeah, 
So it sounds like because uh, what you I love how you really just kind of broke everything down for mm-hmm. especially those African listeners that are trying to come out. Yeah. And from what I hear, you first built your confidence by using your emotional intuition to talk to the little people around you. Yes, it's a collective journey. Yes, right. So mm-hmm. you took about five years. You were doing that yeah. to. Yeah. Build up the confidence to mm-hmm. come to that day. Yeah. So I think it's. Yeah. I wanted to highlight that for anybody listening to that, you mm-hmm. don't have to throw everything out everything at once. Out at once. No. That's not good for your mental health. No, anyway. it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not because the backlash yeah. and the outcome of it, like you just bring out yeah. something to people without people will take it as a shock. Yeah. Some of them will react. Yeah. Others will act. Others will just disintegrate. Yeah. They'll just yeah. keep quiet. Yeah. But the people who react, you don't know how they're gonna react. Yeah. So, yeah. some, it's it's just it's just prudent to be, to to be careful about it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. also when you're doing it, make sure you're independent. And this is, be, I speak in the notion of African perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because until you're 18, you belong to your parents. Mm-hmm. And in the African traditions, they own you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the difference between the African tradition and the Western tradition. Yeah. yeah. Here, the child belongs to the society and the government. Yes. Yes. So if your parents were to do anything, you have the government on your back. Yeah. yeah. They'll give you a housing, you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. In Africa, you're totally dependent on your parents. Mm-hmm. So if you were to, to do something stupid, they'll kick you out mm-hmm. or they'll send you to far far away land of grandma <laughs> <laughs> to the fields <laughs> to go get water to go fetch water from the river hurt the cows <laughs> yeah until you'll be like oh okay i'm cleansed i'm straight now <laughs> to, to a traditional healer yes <laughs> speak stuff at you yeah and... <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 different like yeah I'm not saying that people should stay in the closet. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Closet are meant for clothes. <laughs> Y'all heard that? Closets are meant for clothes? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But at the same time, if you know your people, you know your family, mm. get get the advice you want. To have people on your side. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> Tune them into it like slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. slowly. Yeah. Take your time. There's yeah. no rush. Life yeah. is large. And that's why I find that um, people who come out in their mature age, they tend to prosper more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than those who came out very, very young and mm-hmm. they got neglected. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a shame. It's a shame. Because they don't have the emotional maturity yeah. at that time to yeah. handle yeah. the rejection. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, because then you become rebellious mm-hmm. and you don't have anything to back you up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But say, for example, if you're independent, you have a good job, you have a career, you, you're doing great for yourself, mm-hmm. then you have people telling you, uh, don't come home. I'm like, oh, pff, I already have a home. For yeah, myself. Okay. And then, <laughs> oh, I already have a partner that loves me. Yeah. Then you can start easing them into it slowly yeah. by slowly by yeah. slowly. And they'll, they'll get to appreciate the small things about you that they, they, they overlook when mm-hmm. you tell them about your, your situation. Um, so what about like just like because I know that you said you were like you know kind of like wooing them in slowly but slowly. Mm-hmm. Did you tell yourself as well that okay I'm not putting too many expectations out there and I'm gonna give them time to get to a place? Did you how <coughs> did that? Because I like, mm-hmm. like when I personally came out, I I did it the way that you were just talking about. I was yeah. way too young. Uh-huh. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I expected immediate yeah. positive yeah. reaction. I never got it. Yeah. Um, so did you find in your journey that sometimes you have to give other people time to understand that is a very very important step and that's why when I say you have to be mature does not necessarily mean that you have to be of age you have to be above 20 no you have to have a good stable mentality like you know that when you go even when we go to god in prayer yeah sometimes he says yes sometimes he says no sometimes he says wait Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
you have to learn how to relate with people. When you go to your dad and hey, dad, I need a new phone. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, no, I just got you a new one. Mm -hmm. Or, oh yeah, I think you do need a new phone. I'll mm -hmm. get you one. Or, oh honey, I don't have money right now. Can you just wait? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. Be sure that those things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. I knew for sure it was going to be very hard on mm -hmm. my parents. I thought it was going to be harder on my mom mm -hmm. than my dad. But it was the opposite. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> if I had not prepared myself mentally that I could have been rejected, at some point my dad asked me, do you want me to disown you? And that was back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And we had that conversation again in 2019. Mm -hmm. Four years apart. Mm -hmm. So I was letting my parents grow mm -hmm. and learn i sent them material i know they did their own research yeah, and yeah. they tried to understood what was going on and at that time i never shocked them mm -hmm. i never brought them any surprises after that mm -hmm. and the same person i was with remained consistent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she continued being part of the family mm -hmm. i kept on like hey she's gonna come and see you guys and bring stuff blah 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 mm -hmm. we go on a trip we meet and i'm not able to go back home and she, because she lives back home i send her with stuff she goes to see my parents mm -hmm. so they knew this person is here and she's here to stay so there was also that part where you're creating a familiar plot for them and they know that this person will always be here mm -hmm. you know so it was part of a transition mm -hmm. for them to come and learn that I have not changed. I am not evil. I'm not stealing. I'm not killing. Mm -hmm. I'm still the same person. If they need help, they still come to me. I still give the help. Mm -hmm. And I don't ask anything in return. Mm -hmm. Conversations about me and my sexual orientation only popped up once in a while. Mm -hmm. Only once in a while. Mm -hmm. Where they'll be like, oh, okay, so are you ever planning to have kids? How you you have kids? I'm like, <laughs> ah, let's talk about <laughs> something else, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, but it took four, that was 2015, 2019, four years. Mm. And it's still, it's still in, uh, it's still in progress. It's mm -hmm. still a process There's because, still. yeah, because yeah. We've, I've still not gone back and said, hey, can you come to my wedding? yeah you see yeah i and i don't want to do that because yeah. i know they're still they're processing. still processing yeah. yeah so but also <clears throat> you have to don't don't give strict boundaries like say that you love me or you're out <laughs> yeah yeah those that don't yeah. matter it's okay yeah. but those that matter give them time mm. give them yeah. time the way you need them to accept you also understand that from their side mm -hmm. They also need that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. No. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and like from the conversation that we're having right now, mm -hmm. um, correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds mm -hmm. to me that your sexuality, like accepting your sexuality, has been a huge component of your whole self-love journey as a whole, right? Oh, honey, <laughs> it's been my yeah. whole self-love yeah. journey. So, <laughs> that's so. I wanted to understand that first. So now, uh -huh. now that we've covered that, uh -huh. um, let's talk about when you said it took you a lot of work to accept yourself. Mm -hmm. I want to visit a period. It, did you have a period of when you when you first articulated the fact that oh my gosh, I'm different? However, that worked, ah, did you hate yourself? I hated myself. I started let's drinking like that. crazy. Yeah, let's talk about. Oh that. my gosh, yeah. you have no idea. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't know if this is good for a podcast. <laughs> Girl, like, listen, this is like going. I don't know if this is gonna be healthy for your listeners, but <laughs> well, let it happen. That's the point of these conversations. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, you know, yeah. at your own discretion, just yo, let it out, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, jeez. Ah, okay. <laughs> Whoever is listening to this, I hope you don't know me in person. Throughout high school, I, I went to an all-girls school. Mm -hmm. And throughout high school, I had girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, ah, you know, writing small letters, <laughs> yeah. singing letters, love letters. And there was nothing serious, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, like, there would be kissing episodes and <laughs> we're teaching ourselves how to, yeah, to yeah, kiss when you go out there, out. right? <laughs> so there was nothing big. And every time they would be doing like a, 
uh, what are, what are these called? Uh, they do like exposure of lesbians in school. I never got called. Mm -hmm. My name was never put on it mm -hmm. because they never suspected. What is that exposure? What is it? Yeah, like, like you. Know, I went to a missionary school. Oh my gosh, so, so at some point, like say for example, criminals. Being a lesbian what? was criminal. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's how it was. Right? It's like a witch yeah. Hunt. So they'll be yeah a witch hunt. They'll what? be having a witch hunt for for lesbians in school, yeah. and they'll be parading all the lesbians in front of the of the parade, and we'll be shaming them, and they'll get suspended. Others got expelled, but I once saw my girlfriend put out there. And she was being forced to write mm. the name of her partner. And she said she is not a lesbian, so she would name anyone. She saved my life wow. from being exposed. Because I was, I was the kind of person, I was in drama club and I used to do a lot of acting. Yeah. So I always kept myself busy and I loved people. I, I had so many friends. Yeah. But never was I ever suspected. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... My girlfriend, when I was in high school, she, when I was in, I don't know how they call it here, form two, form two, that's like I think grade that is, 10. Yeah. Grade 10? I think so. My girlfriend was in grade 12. Mm -hmm. So when she left, I went, to, <laughs> I went to grade 11 and I had a girlfriend in grade 9. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> You leave you you're out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at that time, I remember when I was in grade 12, yeah. they did the worst witch hunt. And my my friend, who I knew at that time, she was a lesbian, and yeah. we knew each about each other. I took part in exposing her. And yeah. I regret that so bad, but it was to cover my ass. Wow. So, so I, I did that, and I remember writing an apology letter to her and telling her, I'm so sorry I was forced yeah. to do this. And she was like, I will never forgive you. I hate you, blah, 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 blah. And you know, we used to have those small books that got auto, autographs yeah. and someone would sign it for you. Yeah. And then when you leave, you read. So she wrote on my autograph, I think she wrote like five pages and stapled them together oh and God. wrote open when you get home. Yeah. We're in our last year of school, so we're graduating. So I read what she wrote to me after I finished high school. Mm. And that was the most devastating description of myself that I ever read mm. coming from somebody else that I had loved that I was very good friends with and yeah. to save my own ass I put out in shit yeah yeah I felt so bad yeah I remember looking for her phone and calling her and apologizing and later on she forgave me and we became friends again yeah but at that point she was like uh I was just a lesbian for school purpose to just get over it. And it's true because she later on got a boyfriend, she had a kid and she moved on to being with men. Yeah. But me, <clears throat> okay, now let's talk about that time. Yeah. So here, yeah, I'm a finished high school. I'm getting into college mm -hmm. and the first friend I meet in college, she's like, you're gay. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gay. <laughs> She's like, you're gay. I love you anyway, even if you're gay. I'm like, no, I'm not gay. Let's see, I'm not gay. I start getting boyfriends and every time I'm so drunk. And I started those bad habits of drinking too much, smoking too much. I had a girlfriend that I would see on Wednesdays, mm -hmm. but the rest of the week I had a boyfriend that I hated being with. Mm. So, I remember that was the time of the L word. I was watching Ooh, the L word. My sister brought me CDs of the L word. Yeah, yeah. She was like, what's this? This is just like you. Shout out to your sister. What? I know, I love that girl. <laughs> so I, I was like, you know what? This is not healthy. Like I'm just, every time I was with a boyfriend, I had to be drunk. Like, not drunk, not two glasses of wine drunk. Mm -hmm. Wasted. Like yeah. wasted. Yeah. And my friend started telling me that I was choosing the wrong path. 
And my aunt at that time I was staying with her, she was getting very, very worried. She was going through a hard time herself and she was starting to get worried for me. And I knew that I was punishing myself because I hated myself. I would go to church and cry and then I'd be like, why can I just change and be be like my friend who after high school found a man and just mm-hmm. moved on. Why yeah. can't I be the same? Yeah. So immediately I graduated from college. I started seeking ways and people who would understand me. Mm-hmm. I knew I had one friend that was really, really good to me mm-hmm. and she would sit down with me and we would talk and I would explain my situation and she would be like, you know, I think the best thing would be for you to just go and explore the world like you always want to do. And then maybe you'll find your answers there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I already know what I am and who I am. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's such a hard burden to carry. Mm-hmm. Because nobody will ever accept me. Nobody will ever love me. Yeah. So should I just look for a man and marry and just live? miserable for the rest of my life and then 17 years later <coughs> get a divorce and hate my life mm-hmm. <laughs> so at that point I thought that it would be wise to just leave the country mm-hmm. so I left my I left the country I went to Germany yeah, with a lot true. of yeah, yeah with a lot of hate in my heart mm-hmm. I hated myself. I used to live with a lot of pretense. Mm. I was an actress. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I would have won an Oscar award. Yes, oh. Girl. Straight acting is a yeah. talent. <laughs> yeah. I, I oh my gosh. I would have won an Oscar in life. It's a talent. Yeah. yeah. So I moved and I became openly like. I was an open lesbian and I started meeting women like me and it started becoming easier. Mm -hmm. So here I am living my life, but back home they know, (laughs) they know all different story. And that's when you kind of develop that, uh, like the spiritual um, conscience that Mm -hmm. this is your life. This is my life. This is your happiness. You're in charge of it. And that's what kind of helped you come to terms with who you are. Exactly. So I started taking a look and seeing. Their lives is going on. Yeah, yeah. My life is going on as well. Yeah. There's only a very a very thin thin line between what they know about me and what they don't. Mm-hmm. But if I keep these things to myself, I will be happy. And they will be happy too. Mm-hmm. So they never have to ever know. Yeah, yeah. I just have to keep on living my life. But when I started when I moved to Canada, I knew some point I'm gonna want to settle down mm-hmm. be with someone and live with them for the rest of my <laughs> life and I would want them to be part of my family yeah and that's when it really really became hard yeah because I did not know how I was gonna present this to them yeah I knew how to present it to myself yeah but to them I didn't yeah. so yeah that's how I, I developed this trend so yeah. what are you doing now to because you know, when you, once you get to that place of self-love, you have to sustain it. You have to keep working at it. So I know you mentioned already that you had learned meditation here, but when you already read and you start reading, you know, self-help stories of emotional victories that keep you inspired. Um, but if you were to kind of get into the specifics, what do you do on a daily basis to kind of keep yourself centered in that place of like being in charge of your own happiness? You just have. It's a constant reminder. Yeah. Of where you want to be yeah and who you want to be yeah for myself every time I wake up I know I have to I have to remind myself that this is me this is where I want to be mm-hmm. this is where I am mm-hmm. what do I want to see what do I want to do better today mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a daily thing yeah I wake up the first thing I do is I, I, I play my gratitudes Oh, do you know, there's an app, there's an app that Ooh, yes, I girl, use. Yes. I'm all about this. <laughs> yeah, so. I have this, it's called Sanctuation. Sanctuation? Yeah, Sanctuation. Okay, okay. Sanctuation. Yeah, okay. so 
it's I, I do this daily so I have my, my gratitude I do this daily and it helps you and then if you want to do like I do my med, my my gratitude every morning when I wake up okay yeah so like uh, you should you should download that situation like, I just yeah. want to make sure the listeners can hear situation uh, yeah, spell I mean, it out so that they know uh, S Y N C T U I T I O N. Perfect. Situation. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's really it's really good. Like you have to wear your earphones to be able to it just puts you in the zone. Oh, That's okay. the first thing I do every morning when I wake up. Okay. And sometimes I have such bad nights when I'm going to bed. Yeah. But I listen to some meditation before I go to bed. Yeah. And I can't see now you now it gets you see remember you were like when you started meditation like what is this yeah. <laughs> now you're like yes ma'am get me in the zone uh, <laughs> oh yeah the difference is, <laughs> like that's my daily dose if I don't have a dose of that um, my day is gonna be so down <laughs> yeah but okay. I do this daily but sometimes sometimes I forget like say for example if I had like a rough day. Yeah. You know, we we in a day we hear so many things, we carry yeah. so many things. Yeah. And then before we go to bed, we're still thinking about those things. Sometimes they follow us in our sleep, in our dreams and blah blah blah. Yeah. And when you wake up in the morning, you wake up feeling so tired. Yeah. You're still living yesterday. Yeah. So um oh, I so recently nice. went through a very 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 bad breakup. Yeah. So this has kind of so like the staying in in the meditative phase has kind of helped you. It's been yeah. really, really, really helpful, and I can say that I have seen myself come from here mm -hmm. to here. Like I've, um, I can say my growth spiritually is is amazing. It's in the good. It's in a good place. Yeah. 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 But that's needed to say. Sometimes I do fall back i do go through episodes where i'm feeling sad and mm -hmm. lonely look at me i live in this apartment by myself it's reality though I, like you know some days you feel like yeah. shit i just told you when i came I here the first thing i was yeah. like girl i woke up on the wrong side but, of bed yeah it's mad yeah you know it happens yeah it happens, it happens. but yeah. the way you deal with it throughout the day is what matters like yeah. Yeah. how you how you how you change the situation yeah is what matters and i believe in that like it's it's a daily process mm. you have to constantly remind yourself mm -hmm. you are it you're here you need it you mm -hmm. need your love you need to love yourself yeah keep going keep going say the words Just, actually yeah, in your head say them i love myself mm -hmm. i love know? myself That's look in the mirror i'm yes. beautiful like, i'm yes. gorgeous <laughs> i'm gonna rule Sometimes this I day before i sing i'm beyonce okay yeah there you go that's what's up that's who i yeah. am right now yeah it really um, it really helps that's like, good yeah that's good Oh my gosh, this this has been a wonderful, wonderful mm. uh, spiritual awakening. And yeah. like I said, I'm glad I had this conversation with you because I really, really mm. wanted to impact those, not necessarily in the African community because there's so many cultural communities struggling yeah. you know, yeah. self-love in the context of sexuality. Exactly. Um, but just to, to kind of loosen things up here mm -hmm. as we come to the end of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. tell me your favorite nostalgic music or movie year. Or like a song, or like you know when you listen to like an old school song, like, oh, that's my shit! <laughs> If you were to pick one, like oh my god, I don't know an artist or music video, because you know how '90s music videos yo, were the jam. Yo, so yo. Like, what's your thing? Ah, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I am such an oldie. Okay, 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 okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm embarrassed. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You didn't tell me you're gonna put me in this box. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I love classic jazz and I love the blues. Mm. So if you ask me about music videos from the '90s, I will tell you. Maybe say for example, uh, I think I think Alicia Keys. I used uh, I, I jump to Alicia Keys like any original, day. Original like dreadlocks. Yeah, you know, yeah, with the long braids, looking Keys. like a, such a lesbian. <laughs> Alicia Keys, I know you're a lesbian, bro. You better come out and just. Join, don't, join us. Don't come for me at this podcast. Be like, bitch, 
You know what though? She's uh, she, like she's, she's cool. Good. She plays she's cool. She, she, I, I feel think, like she'd be one I think, of it. I think, I think she's everything. I think she's she's I think she's she's a goddess. That I was a good era. That was yeah. a good. But now when era. it when it comes to to music that I listen to everyday music that I go to sleep to or wake up to. That will be Otis Redding. Ooh, that's... See, you took it back. You took it back. I dabbled in those times, too, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, yes. I was like a bit yeah, embarrassed. No, yeah, no, no. Like, so yeah. that, takes you, that takes you out of the... Yeah. yeah, I love, I love, I love the, the blues and the yeah. jazz. Yeah, and my favorite song is Otis Redding, Send Me Some Loving. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I know it, it's going to get censored for me. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just... I'll play for you after. Okay, okay. Go well, send Redding, yeah. send me some love. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'll check it out yeah, too because yeah. I love me I an love old school. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I picture okay. myself dancing with a romantic partner, we're like yeah, dancing yeah. some cool <laughs> you know, getting yeah. down. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. And then now all these African music, Diamond Platinums, yeah. The and Afro Beats Afro. It. It's all the shout out. Shout out. They made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce uh, made a whole <laughs> album about Afro Beats that's how true yeah. the shit is okay? exactly Africans are here we are here and we're not going anywhere no, we are not. here to be seen you better see uh, us yes. and we we'll live forever yes that's why the the cradle of mankind we 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 own mankind <laughs> like without this melanin and nobody living Oh my yeah. God, Mary! Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I like I yeah. like I said at the beginning of the podcast. This mm-hmm. is not easy. This it's is not, not easy for anybody to be so vulnerable and share your story like this. And no. you really went into it. So mm. thank you so much. And yeah, you know, I just I you. really hope that this connects, especially with mm-hmm. those people in whatever community. It doesn't have to be African, like I keep saying. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you for doing that. This entire project took 17 years to manifest. And I say 17 years because that was the length of the journey that I had to take to get to a place of self-love. So I'm super grateful that you chose to tune in. And I hope that this actually makes a difference in your life as well as the people that you share this with. If you want to get me on Instagram, my Instagram is Mandela's Disciple. Once again, that's at Mandela's Disciple. Facebook and Twitter is at Self Love Hive. Once again, for Facebook and Twitter, it's at Self Love Hive. Remember that your life is a hundred fucking percent yours. Own it.